that the war in Ukraine is backfiring. The Nordic country shares a border with Russia. Virgin Orbits applied for bankruptcy in the United States after failing to secure new investment. Its first attempted satellite launch from UK soil failed in January. And in football, Luke Shaw has extended his deal at Manchester United until June 2027. He's made almost 250 appearances for the club so far. That's latest. I'm Fader Silver. Ribble FM weather. Sponsored by Stones Young Sales and Lettings. Covering the whole of the Ribble Valley. Good sunny spells for you Tuesday with highs at double figures still at 12 degrees Celsius. Going to be cloudy into the rest of your Tuesday, however, into the early hours of Wednesday. In fact, down to a minimum temperature of 6 degrees Celsius and we are expected some showers overnight.
Welcome to the Property Show here on Ribble FM. I'm your host, Andrew Duncan, and we're broadcasting live and very much local from the Ribble FM studios here in the centre of Clitheroe. So, today's show, well, where do I begin? Well, perhaps at the beginning uh, would be a good uh, place to start. I've, I've been doing the Property Show now since last autumn, and I've never received as many messages ahead of a broadcast as I have for this one, let me tell you. <laughs> um, however, it's no, no surprise, really. Um, it's a very exciting day for the Property Show and Ribble FM. Bit of a scoop, if I'm honest, uh, as we have an exclusive interview with a man who needs little introduction to those who are within the property industry, and that being none other than the President-elect of the National Association of Estate Agents, Mr Michael Holden a local charter surveyor and estate agent based in Accrington, covering the whole of the Ribble Valley. And today, Michael is joined by two of his sons, Joe and Billy. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you. It's a real pleasure to uh, have you in the studio today. Thanks. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And Michael. Um, no, Mike, we, uh, we've known each other for many years, haven't we? Um, mm. In fact, we've worked together for quite a few of those years. Mm. Perhaps you could tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, um, the practice, Absolutely. the future of the practice, actually, with your two sons, and yeah. this incredible journey from, well, a former director of the RICS to now president-elect of the National Association. Yeah, th thank you very much indeed for that. Yeah, um, I'm sort of born and bred in the Ribble Valley. Uh, Born in uh, Bramley Mead in uh, Warley and um, lived in Newton in Boland. Uh, really, I mean, I lost my dad recently, and uh, but reminiscing, uh, got married here, but my mum and dad got married here, you know, in the 50s and really? uh, had the wake here in the Ribble, Ribble Valley. And, you know, we had ours at the Parker's Arms and stuff like that in, in Newton. Uh, so it's wonderful to come back here. We've worked with each other for quite a while as well. We so have, yeah. I, mean, I, I think it's 16 years at least. Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think um, when uh, I had my practice in St. Helens, it's, um, I think I first met you probably 21, 22 years ago. Yeah. And it's gone on from there. I mean, yeah, I remember, Lewis, I remember watching, Lewis your and Chris sons, and, yeah, yeah. watching your sons play at Blackburn. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, uh, well, my history, I mean, I'm sort of 60 now and, uh, you know, I'm going to be passing the practice over to, uh, I have three of my sons who work in the practice, Andrew, and uh, four sons and two daughters. Uh, but uh, the three lads are uh, taking, and they've all got different sort of slants on what, where their expertise is going to lie and, yeah. you know, that type of thing. Uh, and it's not just about being... Uh, uh, you know, passing it over to uh, Michael Holden and the Sons. I mean, we've got uh, colleagues who work in the practice, charter surveyors. Um, we've got an office in uh, Kendall and we've got one in Beedale as well. Um, but I think the emphasis, uh, you know, around the practice is uh, that it's family orientated in that yeah. respect. Yeah. Um, but into uh, a property mark and, uh, 
you know, I, I'm so proud of being uh, president-elect. Of uh, I really mean that. Of, uh, just, just for the listeners, Property Mark is sort of the the new name for the National Association, or it, the, the it, all-encompassing name. It is, but it includes Arla and also Narva as well. So we've got auctioneers and valuers. Yeah. Um, you know, around here we've got a um, a commercial president, uh, Anthony Medicroft, who's. Uh, uh, a smashing young fella. Um, so we do commercial property as well as residential as well, um, and and of course we we manage properties uh, uh, and it includes block management, but also ASTs, you know, residential tenancy uh, type yeah. management and that type of thing as well. Is this an unusual thing? Would you say, Mike, that? Um because uh, you're a former director of the Royal Institute of Charter Surveyors. Governing council member. Yeah. Yeah, we're um, governing council member. Yeah. I, I don't think ten years ago you'd have had uh, an RICS man going into the presidency of the National Association, would you? Well, it used to, uh, if you go back, you know, my dad left me a little box, uh, you know, with information in there, and I, I didn't realise, apart from him being an independent councillor, um, you know, he was actually a committee member for NEA back in 1972. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had a small surveying practice. Uh, well, it wasn't surveyors, it was estate agency selling insurance. It was real old school stuff in uh, Union Road in Oswaldswizzle and uh, Peter Slater. And, um, you know, uh, so... It, in terms of like what we've uh, done, I'm, I'm looking back at the history of uh, you know my career, uh, and I'm surprised that you know in terms of like a residential agency, I helped with my brother who, Mark, who's now retired as a chart surveyor, but also an estate agent because they had Holdens in Agrington, yeah, Collier and Graham. Slister's Property Centre and uh, you know uh, remember taking lots of uh, you know uh, houses on the market you know back in the uh, late 1980s So you've been closely linked then with the National Association Uh, Yeah Yeah Yeah, it's in the blood Yeah So it's no real surprise that um, you got the um, Well well, I had to uh, put my name forward Uh, I had to be elected and I had to uh, pass their uh, you know tests you know in terms of uh, you know I'm going to be suitable as a you know character you know to be able to do that but the key thing is it's about professionalism it's a professional body it's not a trade body it's uh, property mark Um, we've gone from uh, 12 uh, representative uh, regions to 30 now Uh, we've got uh, people like Gemma Dore who's a uh, uh, fellow Um, uh, she covers Lancashire Cumbria and the Dales and uh, so a lot of specialists who've yeah. actually come into... Uh, and I think a lot of this has been done under the guidance of the new CEO, Nathan, Nathan. Nathan Emerson, who is a yeah. friend of yours and mine. Yes, absolutely. Uh, a, a very uh, upstanding fellow as well. And also Nathan's qualified. Yeah. I want to make that clear. You know, uh, you get some CEOs of uh, professional bodies who are not qualified. Nathan is he properly is. qualified yeah. as a property yeah. mark member. Yeah. Well, he was on the advisory council when, when I was, and he's a, he's a great chap, and uh, he's, he's certainly transforming the NAEA. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got 18,000 members as well. Really? Up and down the UK. I didn't realise there was that many. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's not just England. It's England and Wales, it's Scotland, and it's, uh, you know, uh, Northern Ireland as well. But we have links abroad as well, where we collaborate with others. It's a massive topic, isn't it? We'll come on to the rest of it in the next section after this. Thank you.
Welcome back to The Property Show. I'm Andrew Duncan, your host, and we're joined, as you know, by Michael Holden and his two sons, Joe and Billy. Uh, good afternoon again, gents. Good afternoon to good you. Afternoon. We were just uh, <laughs> chatting. Um, I wish you could see this, listeners. It's uh, quite entertaining here, really. But, uh, um, there's me and Mike here, and we're like sandwiched between two bookends, these big uh, ex-rugby players here. Uh, we were talking uh, off further about the different types of... Um, surveys available uh billy perhaps you could talk us through those yeah so i think uh, what most people get confused with it's the difference between a, a mortgage valuation which is sometimes referred to as a mortgage survey this is just for banks purposes so following that you get um three different types of rscs uh, surveys you've got a condition a level one survey which is condition report this is mainly just for new builds or relatively modern properties you've got the intermediate one which used to be re- called the home buyers this is a level two report and then you've got uh, a level three report which is known as uh, the, the the building server and um i mean i bet the, a lot of the listeners are probably sat there thinking why why should we get an rics report uh, joe what, what would you say i think the um the biggest question to ask yourself is why wouldn't you get a survey um oh, yeah i think um buying a property is the biggest financial um investment you're ever going to make so um not having a survey a bit of a dangerous game, especially from our perspective as, as a surveyor. Things that look good um, to the layperson actually aren't when you scratch beneath the surface. So you get in a survey for a professional to go around your house to give you an informed opinion prior to purchase. So it's, um, it's a great investment. You've got to look at it. It's protecting your investment, a survey. Well, yeah, I mean, I know when I was in practice, there were many cash buyers who, um, just because of the fact that they were cash, they probably thought they knew better than everybody else and mm. they just went ahead and didn't bother and um, I think they've ruled the day a lot of them you, you were saying about some statistic about how many people get these yes surveys? so the, the RICS um, there's a study gone on and I think the average repair bill following a condition based survey is uh, northwards of five and a half thousand pounds really yeah and, and and if you equate that to well I suppose it's hard to to put a typical cost of a survey because it depends on the uh, property itself I suppose yeah it depends so for um, for, for, for like a uh, 1950s properties would probably call um, our minimum fee would probably be around 450 and then for a level two it starts usually uh, for a level three sorry it starts at uh, 750 so it's nothing in comparison to the possible repairs and no, it's, consequences. it's hundreds versus thousands exactly and a lot of the time there are many thousands, especially with the construction costs going up these days. Um, you're looking at 30% increase on material costs and things. So a roof that might have cost seven grand like last year is probably like close to 10 now. So things like that can spiral out of control. And if you're like me, you've recently bought a house, um, sometimes you don't have the money for a roof. And so often people are looking at buying a sofa rather than repairing a roof. And it's about putting um, your budget in perspective. So, yeah, it's yeah. just a safe pair of hands, really. I notice, um, I mean, you do a lot of posts uh, on LinkedIn and Twitter, um, especially yourself, Mike, and yeah. I saw the other day you were doing, uh, now that was a condition report, I think, on uh, a sort of oldish cottage, was that? Up That'll have the... been a, uh, what they call a building survey, yeah. and um, it's quite an in-depth uh, process. I, 
it's really enjoyable as well from a surveyor's perspective. Yeah. Because you do what you call your due diligence before you start. So you look whether it's listed, you know, grade two listed for sake of argument. Uh, then you look at, uh, you know, whether there's a radon issue in the area, flooding and all that type of thing. Uh, and you get to the property. And uh, normally, uh, you know, for a full uh, building survey, I might be there for the day. Yeah. Take my sandwiches uh, with me in my basket <laughs> Well, I can remember um, quite a few reports you used to do for buyers of ours back um, over in St. Helens where there are a lot of railway sidings we came across... Japanese not weak yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, well, I did a lot of uh, study at uh, University of Salford on that. did, uh, you know, a lot of uh, work at PhD level looking at the effects of Japanese knotweed on property. And, uh, you know, it's not poisonous and bees like it. You can actually have honey uh, made out of it and goats eat it and pigs eat it and stuff like that. But... It's not good for property. <laughs> well, I think it's the stigma yeah. rather than the damage. It doesn't really cause damage, but it's the stigma, the loss in value. Um, and, it, you know, it's a similar issue that, uh, you know, was cropped up with... Uh, spray foam insulation within roof spaces at the moment. Well, that's more uh, your lending uh, sort of issues there, your value issues. Um, you know, I looked at the property the other day with knotweed, uh, but it's um, this is in the Lake District, but I can't remember, it must have been 50 metres uh, from the property, so it's kind of no impact on the property and the remediation uh, cost for it was something like two and a half thousand quid on a property worth well over one and a half million pounds yeah i think from an estate agency point of view you hit the nail right on the head there it's 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 partly the stigma but you've also got to think i always used to say to people it's not just about buying the property it's selling it yeah. so you've got to know what you're buying to yeah. thinking ahead to you sell like it to talk to our colleagues yeah. who are estates we uh, do you know uh, uh, we do, do a lot of that and uh, you know it's like oh the, you know I've, 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 how many times have I, you know i've been to i'll be a millionaire now you know well it's all down to you is this you know your survey and uh, that's everything i think uh, you know if you speak to if you're communicating uh, you know, with uh, you know, uh, you know, the estate agent, but particularly, obviously, it's with your clients. You know, it's uh, then I think uh, you're just there to play a straight bat yeah. as well. That's the important well, bit. Well, let's talk about that discussion and how uh, by uh, potential buyers can come to you and decide on which survey after this next song. One hundred six point seven Ripple FM. You need a rewire job, a new kitchen fit, bathroom installing, tiles and plastering, plumbing, central heating, a building refurb job. Call One Stop Refurbs. Dale to the lot. One Stop Refurbs. One Stop Refurbs. One Stop Refurbs. Call Burnley now on four two six nine double eight. Finance packages available too. Make your first stop one stop. Ashley Catering is your go-to for special occasions and events in the Ribble Valley. We offer a wide range of services that bring the restaurant to your home. From private catering to birthday parties, special occasions, home dinners, events and masterclasses. Our experienced team will ensure your event is a success. Providing you with delicious, fresh food and professional service. Whether you're planning a birthday party or a special occasion, let us make it unforgettable. Contact us today at 07. 7506-510-301 to discuss how we can make your event special. It's time to get away with a foldaway. Escape to the country with one of our folding mobility scooters. Here at Modern Mobility, we understand the importance of keeping your independence and enjoying days out with your family and friends. We have some of the lightest and quickest folding mobility scooters, so you don't have to miss out on anything. With easy payment options and friendly experts on hand at all times, finding your ideal scooter has never been easier. Why not visit our shop 
located on Castle Street, or give us a call on 01200 760 006 and discover your perfect staycation scooter now. Ramsbottom Kitchen Company could make your 2023 all shades of fabulous with 20% off all our brand new displays. Be on trend with walnut and jet black, go traditional with painted colours like Spitfire Blue, or go bold with Botanical Green. Now with 20% off all new kitchens and new colours. As always, we are for an exclusive design and plan service. So now is the time to call into the Ramsbottom Kitchen Company showroom. Live. Love. Eat. Search Ramsbottom Kitchens. I'm Andrew Duncan, your host, and we're joined by three surveyors from Michael Holden Surveyors, the president-elect, of course, Michael, and two of his sons, Joe and Bill. Now then, just, um, we've had a lot of reaction to the show. The uh, the computers are going mad here with messages through. Uh, quite a lot of our regular listeners and one or two people from Property Mark 
Um, a regular morning listener, Mark Standen. Hello, Mark. I said I'd give you a mention. <laughs> Thanks for messaging in. Um, just before we go on to the next part of the discussions, we always have a property quiz question, and we thought it would be apt to say, well, to pose this one. So the National Association has been formed for quite a number of years now, but um, it was re-sort of uh, categorised as Property Mark when they brought together the National Association, ARLA, and all the other associated bodies uh, for the group. So, and NARVA. And NARVA, NARVA yes. NARVA, yeah. yes. Values and auctioneers. Value yep. Yeah, and auctioneers. Yep. Yep. So what was the year that Property Mark was established? And we'll give you the answer to that um, just before the end of the, of the show. So, um, just going back again, we were talking uh, off air there about... I know when I was in practice, there weren't that many um, sort of local surveyors. Uh, we used to get, um, you know, the likes of Connells and um, the Halifax coming in for keys, doing surveys. But the beauty I always found dealing with yourself, Mike, uh, back in the day was that clients could give you a call and discuss Absolutely. what type of survey that because yeah. they wouldn't know would they which no. which survey to get no. um, well the, the the benefit of using a local uh, practitioner and that being a property mark member or a rics member is that you've got an opportunity to speak to the person who's actually going to be working for you and uh, you know if you were uh, obviously got the, the, the you know were two my lads here you know with the survey hat on it's really really important to do right by a client and uh, it's not to upsell a survey down sell it um it's to just get the right product for the client to offer them that reassurance um i've got a um a client coming into the office uh, in a few days time i've got a big telly in the uh, upstairs room there and i'm <laughs> going to sh show her what i did in terms of the video surveys i took and yeah we fly drones over properties use high level cameras and we do all sorts it's not just about uh you know providing a report then running for the hills no. you know that type of thing but it's but it's interesting that um because the layperson just wouldn't know which type of, of survey to go for, what yeah. level of expertise. I mean, Bill, you were talking in the break about a client of yours. Yeah, it was just carrying on from um, from the last point made on, on the previous. Uh, effectively, what a mortgage valuation is, because uh, we've done, I've done, I've done hundreds of them. My dad's done probably thousands. Uh, um, sometimes it's uh, the surveyor actually doesn't have to go out to the job. These can be done as desktops or drive-bys. And often, when you do a physical inspection for mortgage purposes, you don't have often have to go into the actual roof space of the property. So there might be defects hidden in there which could cost you lots of money, which you wouldn't be aware of unless you got one of these condition-based reports like we've been mentioning, the, the one, two and three, or if it's a new-built property, maybe a, a snagging report as well. Yeah, I can remember a property that um, I bought a while back and because of the low sort of uh, loan-to-value, they, they didn't bother inspecting, which no. seemed crazy to me. No. There's a lot of things called AVMs, uh, Andrew, automatic valuations, yeah. and uh, they're done by, you know, a computer effectively. Um, a, a perfect example would be a property I looked at in the Brown Hill, which just outside of the uh, Rubble Valley, but uh, it was a bungalow and uh, it had a, um, you know, drive-by valuation. And I use it uh, when I speak to other surveyors, and uh, but a half of the property, like the Titanic, half of it was, was going down in the 
underground, the culvert had collapsed underneath it, and really? it was, see you later. But that's a property worth maybe, you know, £300,000. It uh, seems crazy to It's almost like risk assessment for the lender, isn't it? Is, you know, if there's a postcode... Yeah, if it's low, low yeah. value, to, yeah, it's yeah. not our problem if, uh, if, there's a, if you've got dry rot in your property or, uh, yeah. you know, an issue with it that way, if it, particularly if it's an AVM. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot more of that happening now, yeah. you know, uh, where AVMs are starting to, uh, you know, be used. But we actually don't do a lot of the, those at all. We no. don't do the no. mortgage valuation. We're, we're condition-based surveys, yeah. effectively. Yeah. I know we touched on cost before. Joe, you were mentioning a client of yours was um, rang you about the cost of surveys. Yeah, they're looking at, a, we call it a historic building, so it was built before um, 1919, but essentially the client couldn't afford a Level 3 survey, um, so they weren't going to get a survey. Um, but I'd, I'd known the property because it's, it's local, and I said to her, well, your biggest issue is probably going to be the roof or something like that. So, while she couldn't afford a building survey, I agreed to go and do a specific defect um, report on the roof. And lo and behold, stuck my head in the loft and it's got full of spray foam insulation. Really? Timbers are rotten. So, um, yeah, she, um, she didn't buy the property in the end, she walked away from it. But she, if she hadn't have had a survey, then she probably would have walked into that liability of a £15,000 roof. So Yeah, and they would never be able to have that discussion with a, a large corporate company, would they? No, we had a good 20-minute uh, chat on the phone and, uh, yeah, so... I basically convinced her to get a specific defect report mm, yeah. and um, I'm glad I did now because it saved her a lot of money. I mean, not all spray foam insulation is bad, you know, to make that clear, you know, but it, in an old historic building there's been published guidance on that. Yeah, well, so, I tested the timbers, they were damp and, and they were soft, you could see the visible rot to the rafters fine. and things, Absolutely. so, yeah, yeah um, thorough inspection of the roof yeah, and safe yeah. bare hands. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's amazing that, that. Just the fact that clients can ring up and say, look, I'm looking to buy this, guys, what would you recommend and take your advice? It's yeah, uh, That's important to it, us. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll come on to our next section after this song. I don't want to be alone tonight. It's pretty clear that I'm not over you. I'm still thinking about the things you do. So I don't want to be alone tonight. Alone tonight, alone tonight Can you fight the fight? I need somebody who can take control I know exactly what I need to do Cause I don't wanna be alone tonight Alone tonight, alone tonight Look what you
Welcome back to The Property Show. I'm Andrew Duncan, your host, and we're joined by the President-elect of the National Association of Estate Agents, Michael Holden, and two of his sons, Joe and Bill. Uh, welcome back, guys. Um, just looking at the Ribble Valley in particular, I know there's quite a few of my friends and um, sons of friends who are buying uh, new build, a lot of new build in the area. What mm -hmm. um, If someone were to ring the office and ask you what type of survey they should have on that, what would you be recommending? All right. So if someone rang for a new build, um, we'd probably suggest a snagging report, uh, given... Um, given uh, the, the defects associated with uh, build quality on some of these properties, uh, there's obviously a, a snagging report will go through uh, the, the whole of the property and it'll, it'll, it'll highlight any issues with the, with the build quality yeah. itself so you can readdress this yeah. uh, with Poor the developer. Chip issues and that type of thing, Andrew. And but not, not all no. uh, new builds are bad. There's some real good ones out there. So it's offering that reassurance. I was just going to say, I think the listeners might be... Um, not surprised, but uh, because I know one or two of, uh, of my friends have come across, shall we say, latent defects yeah. uh, mm. once they've bought a property. Yeah. They'd probably be surprised that new build is not always uh, hunky-dory. Well, it, it, it'd take time to settle down. Yeah. You know, so you'll get thermal cracking in a uh, new build property, uh, but often it's very insignificant. It's really the ones where the standard of workmanship's not good, you know, where some brickwork's been chucked together or, yeah. you know, that type of thing, where, you know, uh, the strength of the uh, the quality of the snagging report comes into its so. own. Yeah, mm. yeah. So that's um, that's certainly worth having, but, um, I mean, there are so, I mean, literally thousands of, um, yeah. of new build around the Ribble Valley, so that's certainly worth considering. I think another thing, Andrew, I don't I don't think all new builds get checked on a development so i think it's a, it's a sample so that's probably why some slip th through the net and yep. i think there's a pressure to build there's a shortage of trades and that's often mm. you get tender goes out to uh, firms that can't really stack up to the work so you get um lower quality work done so mm. yeah i think the handover procedures are not as strict as they used to be are they and when everything's painted it always looks nice doesn't it yeah and there's regulations the rics are currently um in the process of putting a snagging a standard together um so that should be coming out i think mm. this year or the year after so um i, yeah. I know a friend of mine said uh, well it doesn't really matter does it because it's got an nhbc but they, they don't cover everything no. do they no i mean it's major structural issues yeah. uh you know you typically a 10-year uh guarantee but as you move along in time you know the uh, you know it's not going to be the sort of minor issues because it could be actually quite annoying you know for people who, who buy a property so it's not really covered whereas a snagging yeah. uh, survey would actually uh, pick that and they're really actually quite cost effective as well yeah mm. so i suppose uh, if, if we're looking as a kind of broad brush advice we've just had a look at the new build there let's say um, let's look at the, say, 1950s uh, typical three-bed yes. semi. What would you be looking so at there? My advice for that would be um, probably you wouldn't need a level three. Uh, it'd probably be down to a level two, more of an economy report. So, um, yeah, this would cover, because it's a relatively simple uh, construction um, and there's a lot of them. So it's, it's basically you get a description, condition, a recommendation through, throughout the property itself and it'll go through the legal elements of the property as well, followed by an overall opinion of a brief description of the property. Do, do they still use the traffic light system, Bill, on the uh, on those types? Yeah, of it's, well, it's, it's kind of formed now. It's more condition rates now, so it's usually one to three. So ones, nothing's just normal routine maintenance. Twos, you want to start thinking about something in the next couple of years. And threes, urgent, it needs to be, it needs to be done. Mm. And that puts it more into perspective for uh, the, the layperson, doesn't it, yeah, really, in absolutely. terms of... Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Always, there are op the 
coming back to what Bill was saying, there are options on the, um, on the level two. So you don't have to necessarily have a traffic light system. You can have mm. like a more, more a conventional, yeah, reports, more of a cool yeah. pen yeah. Um, report. So it just um, so it's depends yeah. what the client wants. Yeah, it's, uh, there's flexibility on the reports. So it, it just comes back again, doesn't it, to ring the practice, have a chat with you guys, Absolutely, decide Andrew. what you yep. need, mm. have a look at what you're buying. Mm. Well, let's, um, we'll round off um, the surveying in the next question after this song. The Voice of the Valley, 106.7 Ripple FM. Whether you missed a couple of items or need a full set, school uniforms are what we do best. And we make it so easy. All our stock is in a display, organised in school order, size order and easy to reach. Plus, we have plenty of stock. RVS have been supplying all local school uniforms for over 20 years. So come and see us behind NatWest Bank or visit our website at rvsschoolwear.co.uk. The rumour is out. Clitheroe has a brand new nighttime venue like nothing you've ever seen before. With floral features and chandeliers to rival a palace, it is the ultimate visionary treat for the eyes. The cocktails are here to ignite your taste buds, whilst the DJs and saxophone players set your soul on fire. It was the best-kept secret in the valley, but now the rumour is out. It's time to get your dancing shoes on and party the night away. Rumour, York Street, Clitheroe. Get there quick, it's set to be a sellout. Steve loves his brand new shiny Subaru Outback. In fact, there's nothing he likes better than spending all weekend getting it utterly, completely filthy. The all-new, all-wheel-drive Subaru Outback, our toughest, most rugged SUV yet. With advanced safety features fitted as standard, mud not included. Visit Dale's Automotive to book a test drive. Subaru, the next generation of adventure. Hey, when was the last time you visited Mittenfold? It's been a while, hasn't it? Did you know it has new owners that had a complete luxury refit from top to bottom with all new bedrooms, suites, restaurant and function rooms? Finalists of Lancashire's Hotel Wedding Venue of the Year 2021 and Lancashire's Hotel of the Year has made this hotel the hottest new place for weddings, christenings and parties of all kinds. Add to that a fabulous dining experience with their top chef and you have the perfect venue for your celebration. Visit mittenfold.co.uk or come in and visit to see it with your own eyes. Forgive me if I'm coming off a little bit obtuse Well, it's been a minute now since I have had to tell the truth I know I can, I won't Suppose I thought that by this moment I would have it figured out But instead I tend to spend my days consumed by seeds of doubt I know
try to tell myself my besties are the ones that lie ahead but i'm always looking back on things i wish i'd never said i know show i'm your host andrew duncan and i'm joined today by the president-elect of the national association of estate agents michael holden and his two sons who work alongside him in the practice joe and bill now before the break we were talking about the different types of surveys we covered the new build a typical 1950s semi but um, I don't even remember, Mike, when uh, I first came into the Ribble Valley, into Warley, in fact. Mm, a few years ago now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I bought the stone cottage on the main lovely, road there. Lovely building. Um, yeah. Now, that, um, the historical society tell me that was partly rebuilt out of uh, some of the ruins of the old abbey. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. that's why those beams were the size they were. I mean, mm. they were Big huge. They were huge, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. Um, but you did a, a report for me there, a sort of condition and probably mm. a... Very uh, robust property. Yeah, yeah. Um, Been there a few years, Andrew. Well, I have, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I did get a, um, a survey on there for the mortgage I had at the time, but um, I've got to say the report was nothing like yours. <laughs> mm, yeah, um, okay. So uh, just just talk us through, uh, because those surveys are a completely different kettle of fish to new build, aren't they? They are. I mean, it's uh, old school... Uh, uh, and of course, I mean, I qualified um, as a chart surveyor after I'd done my degree and, you know, sort of four years of a degree and uh, one year on the sandwich <laughs> at that time. And uh, uh, But then qualified in 1990 and I was on the first rung of the ladder. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, sort of, we, uh, for me, I wrote the national practice note for residential building service for the RICS back I in so, yeah. 2012. And I've been involved in promoting, uh, you know, home survey standards with RICS for, uh, for well over a decade now. Um, but a building service is a um, uh, quite an in-depth uh, look at a property. Um, you know, there's a lot of reflection required. Um, I sort of honed my skills over the last 30 years. Well, doing I, think, it. I think you spent most of the day when you did... Uh, Easy. Yeah. It may be two days at a job. Well, I looked at a property, went with the lads up in a uh, uh, huge uh, place, and uh, it's where you'd fly a drone over it. Yeah. Um, you know, and if necessary, use a thermal imaging camera, you know, that type of thing. Um, you're not looking to take a property apart, uh, you know, to uh, throw a low ball or anything like that uh, with it. What you're doing is you're looking to you're looking to the future. You know, so for sake of argument, if uh, a property might be suitable for uh, sustainable, uh, you know, energy uh, sources, you know, air source heater, ground source, or whatever it would be, uh, then you would uh, look at writing uh, uh, that into your report and also providing, you know, with detailed references, uh, you know, to a client. Yeah. They normally come with quite a big uh, set of photographs as well. Yeah, well, you don't want to blind them with science, do you? You just want to tell no, them what they really want to know. And that's where talking to the client's important as well. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, I looked at the property yesterday uh, and, uh, you know, I'm going to ring up the client later on and just say, it's a good one. Yeah. That's yeah. a good property, that. Yeah. Um, it, there might be one or two little issues that you might have to deal with, but on the whole, it's a right good property. From so. a surveyor's perspective, um, it's important to speak to your client in uh, non-technical jargon. Yeah. If you uh, give the client a report that's full of things they don't understand, it's, it's no use of ornament. Our job's there just to simplify what we've seen and then categorise the risk, really, and we play straight back. We're not we're not there to uh, over egg things. It's just um, we're there just to identify risk and give the client the best advice. And didn't you mention as well that you can not just have a look at the defects, but possibly cost them as well? Yeah, that's something we've introduced uh, this year. To be fair, and it's it's took off quite well. Uh, again, it comes down to just uh, client care and communicating with the client. Um, I previously did a survey um, for a client over in Accrington and he's buying a property for his daughter now. It's very run down. He's buying it for 40000 and he said he liked the building survey so much. But after speaking to him for 10 minutes on the phone, I said we've introduced this costings report. So it's basically a clipped version of the building survey. So you're not having to read through 60 pages. Yeah. It's... Um, it focuses on uh, a structural appraisal of the property and then it goes into key elements of costing. So if the roof's uh, go for the roof, if, if the roof's in poor condition, what's it going to cost to put it right? And these, these costs are all reflected from local knowledge and uh, BCIS uh, costings as well. And so, so how do you get those costings? Well, the BCIS is a proper um, online uh, database uh, looking at all tender prices up and down the country. So it's analysed and it's something that's, uh, that was owned by RICS and, uh, um, you know, so you can you can log on online. There's things called SPONS as well, uh, you know, pricing up books and Wessex as well, you know, that type of thing. But also we've done contracts ourselves. We've project managed, uh, you know, improvements to properties. And I can think of a grade two listed property in Ambleside that we uh, looked at where we installed air source heat. Uh, got listed building consent, uh, improved the inside of the property, introduced ventilation, positive ventilation within the property. Fabulous job, and we know what the contract rates are for it because we project managed it. Yeah. So, well, so I, 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 well, I mean, that makes perfect sense, really. If you've done the survey and then you're going to follow it through right yeah. through to jo completion. It's closing all the, uh, you know, joining the dots up effectively yeah. with it, absolutely. Well, it, we, yeah. we always say in the office, it makes sense. The surveyor who's done the survey of your house, 
you should project manage the repairs because he knows the building. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. We, we try and um, talk to the clients. If they're going to, if you're going to be doing repairs or like improvements and you're spending thousands and thousands of pounds, it's, it's better to get a professional to look after your interests. So, um, schedule the work, specifications, contracts, and you just you protecting protect your interests. Because we we've had a couple of instances where clients rang up and they've, they've um, halfway through a project. Um, unfortunately, the bills are off with all the money, but there's no contracts in place, and they oh, they there's yeah. nowhere to go for them. So no. if, if that yeah. could have been stopped at source. Yeah. So th- this, um, and I think I know a few weeks ago when we were chatting in your office, you said you were putting this together as a sort of client care package, didn't you? Mm-hmm. As to how you can care for a client right from the very beginning to the yeah. end and um, it encompasses all your services basically mm. we sort of do it yeah. uh, you know it's like a organically grown as that rather than uh, you know writing it down but the you know the uh, the, the younger ones <laughs> in the practice are, are saying well you know we need to have a proper marketing plan towards that and it's, but it's always something you live and breathe it you know as a surveyor you always want to do right by your client and I think it's a real good way forward is that yeah I, I suppose you could have a, a kind of structure but there's we've said right at the beginning every property is different every person is different yes yeah, um, absolutely you know and and sometimes and that matters to get that right yeah, yeah a bit like the one you said joe about the the lady who couldn't afford a full report but it was just the roof uh, that you felt she'd be concerned about and um yeah you know that that kind of um sent you in the direction that you needed to go really yeah. well it's a bit of a feel and trust as well with the clients so sometimes we've turned up to jobs with the client of commissioned a building survey and we turn up on site and said you don't need one and and said you can have a level two and, um, and give them some of the money back. So, um, well, how many surveyors would do that? Well, it's for, it's, it's for the following reasons that you know a uh, level two concentrates on significant matters that materially affect value. Yeah, and you know in that uh, situation there that Joe's explaining, you know, if a property doesn't warrant a building survey, then um, of course a client can choose to uh, have a building survey if they really want. But we can say, look, with the greatest respect, you know, you might be better saving yourself, you know. You know, five hundred quid, yeah. and putting that towards the new bathroom taps that you need. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, certainly through my own experience. I mean, I know we've known each other a long time, but uh, I'm sure anybody who would um, avail themselves of your services would be would be straight back again. It it, it kind of comes back to what you said at the beginning, uh, Bill, about um, you know spending five or maybe six hundred pounds to save yourself five or ten grand mm. on repairs you know it, it just uh, it's balmy that people don't uh, in general go for a, a proper survey yeah i think um yeah you, you've hit the nail on the head there andrew um i think um if you're getting uh, it's, like it's probably gonna be the biggest investment of your life so i think you need to be thinking of uh, condition-based reports for your own purpose as well and it also gives you an idea to plan as well I think, which is important as well, because like Joe was saying earlier, you might be able to afford to buy the house, but you, you might not be able to uh, be able to afford the repairs. So it gives you a chance to budget effectively that, or it gives you a chance to renegotiate some of the asking price. Exactly. Yeah, which is uh, yeah, that's the other thing, isn't it? it it's not always repairs. It's uh, maybe renegotiating the price, get five or ten grand off, and uh, and everybody's happy. Or alternatively, they do um, where sometimes you can negotiate with the vendor and he'll do the repairs for you. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. So when we're all around. Well, just before we kind of um, round everything up, can I just give the answer? Because I keep sometimes doing this, forgetting to give the answer to the <laughs> property quiz question. We said, um, what was the year that Property Mark was reformed, or should I say actually formed, uh, out of the National Association, Arla, and what was the other one, Mike? Narva. Narva, yeah. yeah. And the answer was... 2017. In fact, I think it was February. 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 Yeah. So... Um, 
Yeah, those of you got it right, a bit of a tick there. So just to finish off, um, just in the last sort of 30 seconds or so, Mike, um, how are you looking forward to your year as president-elect? I am I'm really looking forward to it. I've been welcomed at uh, Property Mark. Um, we have an absolutely brilliant uh, uh, set of officers and board, and also uh, there's a lot of networking going on as well, so... Absolutely. Um, uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I know I'm uh, with you at one of the regional conferences shortly. So thank you all, gentlemen. Thank you to thank Blackers you. for thank producing you. the show, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.